We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work, use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging, so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster, 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. Listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash hack it out. Just go to Indeed.com slash hack it out right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash hack it out. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Right, welcome back to the Hacking Out Golf Podcast. We're talking how often should you change your driver today? This is a really interesting one for the normal everyday golfer. It's a question I get asked constantly from my audience. We've got Lou Stagner. I'll be interested to see how our statistician changes his driver, how often. And uh, we've got Greg Chalmers with us as well, um, who has a history of changing drivers. So it should be a fun episode. Welcome, guys. Changing drivers today. We are talking changing drivers and how often should you change? I'm going to kick it off with my first question. How? What's the longest period of time you used the driver for and what driver was it? So I can remember using the great big Bertha driver, the Callaway one. So up from the Warbird, I used that for years, like just didn't ch- I can't even remember how many years I used it for, but it was a lot of years. Um, Greg, what's the driver you've used for the longest? I think I used a 975J Titleist for, yeah. is that what they were called? I think. Um, yeah. I think I used that for an extended period of time, probably uh, be at least three years, I'd say. Um, had some good good runs with that in the late 90s. Um, and then I, I, went through a period that we've spoken about in the past where that it wasn't so good. And then I changed drivers a lot. And now I'm back into sort of, you know, nothing to go sort of two years without changing. Yes. I think the big, the big thing at our level is you've got to keep testing things. If you're allowed to, if you're not tied into a contract to have to use us, you have to keep testing other products and shafts and drivers to make sure you're not getting left behind yeah. um, and you're not missing out on something that's really awesome. So yeah, that's, you just keep testing stuff to do that. But if you love something, you stick with it for, for as long as you can, you know, because if you've got something that works and I've got stories of players at my, at, you know, Brant Snedek are trying to buy drivers on eBay, you know, cause they've stopped yeah. making what he, he you stop making what he, he loves. That white headed tailor-made. Is that what he's got? It or was, has he got the no, tailor-made? It was a burner or an R9 or something like yeah. that. I can't remember. It was yeah. kind of a triangly like kind of shape to it. Yeah. And I he was trying to buy him on eBay because he, he yeah. I think, I don't want to talk out of school, but he, correct me if I'm wrong. But uh, yeah, I think he's uh, trying to find them out there because then you know, they stopped making them. So that happens sometimes too. You know, you see guys get a good good set of irons or a good driver and they'll, they'll load up on it trying to plan for the future in case they stop making it. 
Yeah, when it's not, you know, if it's not broke, don't fix it kind of rule, innit? If you're liking it, just keep riding the wave. Lou, longest have you are you a changer or not? I honestly don't know with you, Lou. Are you, what, what are you, do you a, think? What do you think? Uh, I'll guess. I reckon question. knowing knowing your see, there's two folds to this question, right? So, and I don't want to be, I'm not being rude here, and my terminology might be classed as rude to an American. So i, I there's <laughs> I don't know how tight you are. Does that make sense? <laughs> How cheap I am? Is that the question? Yeah, that's it. No, that's no, the one. Not yeah. cheap. Is that what you, I don't mean cheap. I don't. Uh, frugal. I don't, frugal. Yes. Yeah, frugal. Yes. Yeah. Frugal. Yeah. Um, <laughs> he fell off his chair there. Uh, <laughs> so, as in, some people won't change because it's a financial decision. So, sure. if it's a financial decision, uh, like I get not changing. Like, I, I'm not judging anybody. If you don't want to spend money on that part of your social activity, that's cool. Like that you spend money on, I'm not going to judge you in that. But if there's something better and you won't change because of money reasons, I always think that's a little interesting. And I just think, well, well you know, you've got a driver that's 30 years old there and you just don't want to spend 200 quid on a new one. Like not even if, like, even if you get one off eBay would be better than that. So I can't tell with you because I know you buy a lot of teaching aids, so that then puts me on the other side of the spectrum that thinks you're pretty fickle and want to try everything. So I'm going to go with that you do change. I'm guessing that you you aren't afraid to try the next driver. Go on, am I right nah, or wrong? Yeah, you're wrong on that. I don't change. I haven't So he is tight, Greg. He is tight. <laughs> <Well>, you <laughs> said I, that. I just know that it doesn't, you know, for me, you know, when you when you are, you know, hitting it two inches off the middle of the face, it doesn't matter yeah. what you have in your hands for the most part. Um, so for me, I, I didn't change too much. I changed my clubs way more than my putter. I had the same putter for you know, almost two decades until it got damaged. Not for me damaging it, but it got damaged. I probably would still be playing it in Odyssey 2 But you're a good putter, aren't you? Good putters tend to not change their yeah. putter. Greg's and a good so putter, and he said in other podcasts, doesn't change had, his putter hardly ever. I had two drivers that probably stayed in the bag the longest. And one of them wasn't a driver because there was a period where I didn't play a driver. I played the old Callaway deuce, the two wood. Do you remember that one? <laughs> nice. so driver had, got banned, did it? Yeah. The driver got, got <laughs> thrown away. Um, and that was a long time ago and I could get yeah. it out there enough. Um, I had enough speed, but when you got the driver in my hands, the directional control was not all that great. And it, it was a little better with the two wood and I could still get it out there a long way. And I had that for years. I probably played that club for maybe four years. I remember um, the I deuce, looked, the Callaway looked, deuce. Yeah, the deuce. Mm. And I look back and I, I shivered that I, I gave, I definitely gave up strokes by not playing the driver. Um, if I would have known yeah. then what I know now, I would have had the driver in my hand. And so the driver I probably had the longest was um, TaylorMade um, R7, uh, the Super Quad. It was, so that was Good two, 2006, yeah. 2007, 2008, somewhere okay. in there, like the late yeah, 2000s. Yeah. And, and, I, and I played that until I, you know, I, my daughter was born in 2010 and and, you know, I played that. And then when I came back, I was still playing that thing when I first came back, you know, out of out of hiatus in 2014, 2015, when I started to play a little bit more and I was still playing that one. Um, so it sort of counts, but sort of doesn't count. Um, and I did like Did you I did play like with the driver. weights? Did you because that had two it weights did. in yeah, the heel had, and toe, yeah. didn't it? it? Had the circular I, weights at the back. I never did you know. tinker with them? 
I don't know that I'm good enough to, to, for that to make that much of a difference. I'm sure it makes yeah, a big difference fine. to somebody like Greg or somebody like you. But to me, if I hit it on the center of the face, regardless of where the weights were, it was going to be a good shot. And if I delivered it with, uh, you know, horrible, you know, if the, if the club's six open, it doesn't matter where the weights are. That ball is going to go. I'm, it's 90 yards right. So it doesn't matter where the, if the face are. is six open. Those weights haven't done their purpose. Have they? Right. You're right. You might want to move the weights. <laughs> I need it really heavy weights. At impact really quickly, like in a yeah. like 0.1 of a second. Yeah. Oh, no, it's five open still. <laughs> so you held your driver for a while. What about recent golf? Have you gone through many drivers recently or not? So I, I think as well, what's interesting. So I have every driver you can shake a stick at, right? And one thing that I've noticed when you give, if you load the office up with all the new releases that come through, because I test clubs on YouTube, so they send the clubs through and you test them. When you give someone lots of choice, it is just fun to tinker around. So people sometimes see me change clubs, but it's because I can just to put it out there. When I paid for clubs in adverted commas, I've never really paid for clubs because I would always use like, you know, club vouchers. I can't remember ever spending money on a club. I, I never changed. I, I had my club and I just gained it until something happened where the needle shifted, which obviously doesn't happen so much anymore. Um, if you, I reckon the worst thing that could happen for Lou is if companies started sending him drivers to test. Right. <laughs> I reckon he would have one every week in his yeah, bag. Yeah, maybe. So sent, when I get, got back into playing, so, you know, 2015, 2016, as I started to play more and, and, and get back into it, I bought a uh, Callaway and I had it for about uh, maybe Which two one? weeks. Uh, I don't remember specifically because I only had it for two weeks, two a week weeks. and a half. Was it and fit? the reason was it I only fit? had it for a week and a half was I'm out in my garage and I'm hitting shots in my net. I'm out in my garage and it was warmer out. And uh, I don't know what happened, but I ended up putting the garage door up. And so the garage door is up right now and I'm, and I was hitting wedges. So I put the garage door up, I'm hitting wedges. I go back to driver and the garage door is up above me and you went and yeah. I smashed it and it just, <laughs> it cracked it. And I had I've to, done that. I went and got a $99 two-year-old Cobra driver, <laughs> and I yeah. used that for a few years. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. <laughs> so what's in the bag now? What's in the bag now, Lou? Uh, I have a Titleist TSI 2. TSI 2. Cool. Yeah, and that was fit, TSI wasn't it? You, it that, was fit. Yeah. fit. yeah, correct. Because you're TSI, yeah. aren't you, Greg? Is that what's in the bag no, now? No, I, I can use whatever I want currently. I'm Titleist ball shoe glove, so I yeah. use whatever what comes on the market. Yeah, Callaway max d at the moment so okay so uh, the epic max epic d. max d yes and sometimes i will be honest i will look down and, and sort of i know what it i know it's a callaway but i'm like i don't know which one it is i mean i'm not up to date yeah, on yeah. all the models yeah. but uh yeah it's uh it's rocking it's pretty good and i just tested uh, a different shaft in the 425 ping just a couple of days ago i'm always kind of goofing around more with shafts than heads to be honest in combinations yeah um 
And, you know, if I'll say to people, you know, find a family of shafts that you like, if you like, you know, counterbalance or high talk, low talk, you know, kind of learn what you, what works for you best and kind of stick in that family a little bit. Um, but goof around a little bit if you can, if you're lucky enough to be able to do it. I think that's a great How way to get on with the 425. It's a good driver. It's a beautiful driver. Um, it doesn't quite, um, it spins less. So it's, it's at the moment, the setup I have in it. I've got one that I kind of have two setups, one that I can, you know, use in America and one that I've probably used in Australia, to be honest, or in, over in Great Britain. I kind of have one that gets on the ground quicker and rolls out and one that carries further. So um, unfortunately, as a, a lefty, some of the, when I want to take loft off, sometimes you have a, a little less options. So, yeah. and I've only got certain heads that it can use, blah, blah, blah. So there's a lot yeah, of that. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, yeah, it's, um, it's. but I, I enjoy just going with, I have my coach, he fits me with different things. I like goofing around, just saying, yeah, yeah. You know, what if we try this? We tried, we had a one, TPT is the shaft company. It's a Swiss company, I believe that came out. They came out with a super high, super low torque, but a super whippy shaft. And I, when yeah. I got this thing right, I crushed it, right? Um, but obviously, it was going all over the shop. And they're trying to figure out ways to fix that, the droop of the shaft and things like that. Yeah, but yeah. it's good fun yeah. to experiment. Yeah. So what? how often should the average listener change their driver is the question. We've joked around there. We've all changed and not kind of changed. And what are some of the reasons that people should change their driver? I mean, the first reason I'll put it out there is if you haven't been fit for your driver, that is one reason why you should go and see if you should change your driver. So to not be fit for your driver doesn't mean you should change your driver. You might have one that really suits and works well for you. But I remember when I was fitting a lot, if so, there were two companies that people would come to me and if they had a fitting from anyone that I respected in the last, say, three to five years, I would tell them as they walked in the door that I wouldn't beat that club. So basically they would come in with a tight list or a ping that was fitted at a place that I respected that their level of fitting was decent. And they would come in the door and I would say to them, that I'll be honest with you, I'll be shocked if we can beat that club for data. Now, if you want to look at a different shape, a different color, you want it to sit a different way, you want to um, have a different sound off the face. I can do that. And there's plenty of variations there. And some of you just want to spend money. You know, you just want a shiny thing. That's cool. But I'm going to tell you now, if you've been fit in the last three to five years, it was back then, uh, uh, two companies that, you know, I'm just not going to beat that. And I will say now, with the amount of testing I do, that now spans out to every company within in the top echelon of companies. If I was fitting now, if they've been fit in the last five years and they are using a Callaway, a TaylorMade, a Ping, a Strixon, a uh, whatever, Cleveland, a... Um, What's the Bill Parsons company, PXG? PXG. Like, you know, if it's fit, we're not going to beat them. So if you haven't been fit for a long time and you're using just something that you've gained for a while, definitely getting a fitting can really give you some good ideas of where you might make some gains. And, and the other thing I always say to those people as well is use the fitting as a lesson. The, 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 if you are delivering 20 degrees of dynamic loft, why are you delivering 20 degrees of dynamic loft that's the question don't just think shaft don't just think oh i'm going to get a changeable neck the bigger question when i was fitting for people was we need to understand why are you delivering 20 degrees of loft because i could get you delivering 15 degrees of loft which let's pretend that's the optimum number of them to max out their drive that's simply a tweak in a grip 
a wrist hinge change, a wrist angle change. Like, why do you want to spend 500 quid when I could just tell you to see one more knuckle on your or a grip? Right, like, right. Yeah, but I want to try the latest, you know, tip stiff 7.5 Z Zon, whatever name, stupid chaff. And I just think, oh, God, that is one hole you don't want to start going down. I, I, so Mark, I didn't. I'd even go the other way and say the same way further down there and say, don't get fit until you've got a golf swing that doesn't have 20 degrees of dynamic loft. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, get your golf swing sorted <laughs> yeah. out and then go get fit. Yeah. 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 There's a, there's an interesting balance there. Lou, go on. What you've got yeah, to where, say. Where do you both fall for? So let's, let's say the typical 10 to 15 index player, you know, decent enough to get it around, play some okay golf, you know, shoot in the eighties. Do you think many of them, and I know it's a generalization, but do you think many of them would be better off with, let's say, a 44-inch or 44-and-a-half-inch shaft in their driver versus swinging a 46-inch driver? So I, I'm, I'll say no just off the bat for that, but there's yeses as well. I'll be interested in what Greg thinks. So it, it's, it's player-specific, and I've seen no pattern. I, I haven't done anywhere near enough fitting to have an honest opinion, to have a, an informed opinion yeah. on it, to be honest, mate. And you got to talk to Mark or anybody who does that kind of stuff. And my instincts are that it would matter what the athletes, now how the person moves, but uh, I, don't, I don't know a solid answer. It, it's interesting when you do that test enough with people, Lou, it's so obvious that there's just human mess. That's the only thing that shines through. You don't see patterns. You, there's no, it, it, you can, it's an interesting one. A similar comparison is light and heavy shafts. So I use a 47 gram shaft in my driver, super light. And that allows me to get one to two mile an hour faster than if I use like a 60, which you could say a 60 gram start shaft in a driver is kind of standardy. Um, but I give that light shaft to Matt, who we film with, who swings faster than me. He doesn't swing that faster than his heavy driver. He reacts to that lighter shaft in a completely different way. He doesn't move it faster because it just panics the hell out of him when he feels something so light as he pushes and pulls on it. Where you give me light drivers and I respond brilliantly to them um, in, in the realms of speed. And it's the same with shaft lengths. Matt's tried, who's Matt, who I film with, hits her off the planet a little bit with his drivers, always trying to find things that bring in his dispersion left and right he's put three wood shafts in his drivers and like he tests and he thinks it's better and we play over a period of time and it's no better he has no dif- he has no level of control yeah, I've, improvement. I've tested it in detail for myself for me yeah. and um, i went from a 46 to a 44 inch shaft and, and i hit uh, maybe 150 shots with each one in my simulator at home over the course of a few weeks and my dispersion was the same it didn't change yeah. at all i could i well, could hit it a mile offline. Um, yeah. And, and basically what happened to Matt is the data settled. Yeah. And he I gave us some web results. Thank you, Siri. So bear with that. Siri's just joining into our conversation there. Um, basically the data just settled. He didn't hit enough shots in the test and he felt it was better. He hit a few straighter ones and sold yeah. it to himself. And then right. we just played right. over the next six months. Unfortunately, he only plays on camera. So everyone watches and it's no better. It just the data just settled because he had enough shots. And it, so it's very player specific from the testing I've done with that. So when someone comes to me, says, you know, I want this length of shaft driver. It just works brilliant for me. I, I'm happy. Cool. Yeah, we'll test it. And I, I would never stop someone having a longer shaft or a shorter shaft if they've got a belief that they come with. I might challenge it. You know, I might say, why don't we try this? But I'm happy for them to 
have what they're happy with. At the end of the day, they're going to play with it. I'm not. They're the one who's going to walk away and have to hate or love that driver. So when I was fitting a lot, like that was a big premise. I, I could, I could stand on a soapbox and use big words and use educated you know, graphs to show people they're doing X, Y, and Z. But if they put it down and just keep scrunching their face up and saying they hating it, I just like, you got to play it. I'm not. You're going to spend your money and be the one playing it every day. Um, so right. definitely never being fit is a great way of thinking about getting your, you, you know, why you should think about maybe changing your driver. What about swing changes? I definitely see that, swing changes, because you get fit and then you make a swing change and then all of a sudden, in effect, you need to be fit again because they're now delivering. I mean, I, I've in lockdown, I've gained God knows how many more mile, almost 10 mile an hour of ball speed I've gained in lockdown from doing some things. So, you know, the drivers I use might slightly change. They actually haven't that much, but that was just a, a, a poor example. If people make swing changes, Lou, I know you're often thinking about your swing. Do you once you make a swing change, do you quantify it back to the equipment at all or not really? Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Um, I don't think so. Um, I, I think for me, um, no, I, I don't. Simply no, I, I, I don't do that. I, I don't think the equipment's going to make a huge difference for me overall. Um, when I play well, I could, I could play well probably with a lot of different equipment. Um, and it's just because I'm, I'm, I'm delivering the face with pretty good tolerances that day with all of the quirks I have in my swing. And if I'm, if, you know, if the face is generally staying, uh, you know, where it needs to be, I'm probably going to hit the ball. Okay. Like I could see the better you get, the more important it is to be fit well, because Greg is looking at, you know, fractional improvements and, and, and I'm just looking to try to keep the ball in play. And, and, and I'm not in full disclosure, I'm not an equipment junkie in any way, shape or form. I've spent minimal effort or time thinking about equipment. I know there's some guys out there that are, are just, they, they are keyed in on everything equipment and that's all they think about. And that is the last thing that I think about generally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just out of interest. Do you know the lie of your irons? As in, don't need to tell me the number. Are they upright or flat or standard? Do you know? Standard. Yeah. Okay. And I'm so guessing you, you about... probably think I should be upright a little bit, right? No, 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 no. I thought you might be upright because obviously yeah. you're higher handle delivery. But yeah. when you get people who deliver high handles, I don't give them upright clubs. I give them quite the opposite, certainly in a, in a lesson. Interesting. I'll have to try Because that. if you I deliver... Well, do you see what I'm saying? This is where equipment can be much cleverer if you do go semi down the rabbit hole with a uh, a clever fitter stroke coach. And I think the line between those two titles needs to severely change. I hate that there's fitters and that there's coaches. The reason I test equipment and have done for so many years is as a coach, if I can give a student a bit of equipment and they're a better player, why would I not use that tool? I would be a bad coach if I didn't use that. I change someone's grip to make them a better player. 
well, what if I give him a 12 degree driver instead of the nine degree driver? I would be not doing my job correctly if I didn't make that change. So I think they're so, they should be basically the same. But just in relationship to your lie angle, yeah, that's what I'm I would have about. an overly, I would have an overly flat club in my teaching bay when I was teaching full time all the time because your problem is a common problem with people who swing with a lot of force and are amateur golfers so lou for anyone listening gets a very high handle it impact he kind of stacks the shaft on the way down so the head gets above the handle what people would call kind of upright and then he rears out of it and gets the handle quite high sometimes through impact um which a fitter who would use a strike board you know where they measure the bottom out of the club's line on the ground they would bend them more upright well, sure. that's like giving a smoker more cigarettes. Yeah, it feeds the beast. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> you're why, right. why would you give someone who's killing themselves uh, vouchers for cigarettes every day? You would take yeah. their cigarette quota away. So I would take your reward for high handle away by giving you a flat club. And then we would use my launch monitor to show how that's lying. And I would say, look, you know, let's play with the lies of different clubs. Show me how you can deliver. I can deliver an overly flat club or overly upright club zero to the ground if you tell me what that lie is at the beginning. Because I know how to get the handle higher and lower and change my posture and change my action. That's a skill. That's a skill you don't quite have yet. And that's a skill where maybe I might be a slightly better player than you because it is a skill I possess. I remember so watching Seve slice the ball round whatever hole it is at Sunningdale 14 is it the par four that dog legs right um you know he pushes his drive in the match play and Faldo did it and they've got it like a low raking cut they would stand a bit upright and it's like punchy cut they weren't standing normally they were changing the lie of the club at address to shape the ball I remember looking at that as a kid thinking cool I've got to get out there and practice that I remember getting up you know the right side of holes and standing upright with a free iron and trying to cut it and then hang on if i want to hook it i'm gonna get my hands really low get the toe up in the air and cool yeah look at that go uh, you can use a club fit to help you with your swing actions Lou. you can yeah i think a lot a lot of players have the same issue that i have so if if should i get a an iron and put it out in my practice area that is three degrees flat and practice with that and try to so, not have yeah. the toe dig in and, and make sure I'm delivering it. So it, it it's a the kind mm -hmm. of divot you would expect. Is it would that be a good drill? So a skill that better players tend to have is they are able to control delivered lie, dynamic lie. Even if they can't articulate it, they can do it. And I can I can prompt it with different prompts. Sometimes with good players, because it's a little abstract, you have to say. I want you to hit the biggest cut you've ever hit here. And they'll like stand a bit more upright, swing across it, get the handle higher impact and try and hit a big held off cut. And they dig the toe in a bit more. So I just have to articulate it in a different way. You having an overly flat club and trying to get that delivered flatter on the ground would be an interesting experiment. I can do it. I know Greg would be able to do it. And I know lots of good, you can't do it. If I was a golfer wanting to be better, I hate the fact that Greg can do stuff that I can't. Maybe I'd like do it with I my wanted... eyes closed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That might work. That was the other pod, but yeah, absolutely. But um, so that's where club fits and swing changes, again, they can work together. And a reason why people should think about changing their driver if they are changing their swing. You want to quantify that that action is allowing the equipment to help you and work for you. That's that's good, good, good stuff there. And we, I have to ask. I don't know that we've ever asked Greg this. Did you ever play with Sevy? 
No, my only no, I did not. I I watched him uh, at the Lancome Trophy just chip one time, and I rode. We were in the <laughs> we we're in the BMW uh, International in Hamburg, I think Germany, and I got it. Ended up getting a ride to the course with him in a seven series BMW, and we were doing a hundred and seventy or eighty mile an hour down the autobahn, and he was in the back. He let me sit in the front. And I think this is why um because we were doing 180 <laughs> mile and he asked the guy can slow down and so he just tapped him on the shoulder and said i'll oh, slow down please and so we did 100 mile an hour instead and i still remember lamborghini went past us doing like 250 mile an hour down the left side it was incredible but yeah that was that was the only my only Seve story was a car ride doing 180 mile an hour and he didn't like it so <laughs> yeah not many people that, that would be scary yeah yeah john you know those autobahns mate no speed limits they get after yeah there's it. no and speed uh, limit isn't there yeah, yeah absolutely incredible um, when it comes to changing driver then guys, what about tech? Um, Greg, you've also already hinted that you're, you know, you're, you want to check that the latest tech isn't giving your fellow competitors any advantage. So you definitely would try to make sure you're understanding and keeping up with tech, would you? Oh yeah, absolutely. I'll, I'll go both ways. I've actually done, um, you know, being a lefty too, sometimes we don't have as much access to certain things. So I've actually bought clubs on eBay and uh, like I, yeah. I bought an LST, a low spin head of pings uh, yeah. in the, in the 400 series on eBay. Then when I got in the 410, I was using that I straight away, the 425 come out. Well, I'm driving it. Okay. With the 410, pretty nice. I'm happy for me. Uh, so of course I'm going to try the 425, see what that weight system looks like or how that performs. Um, I'm always looking for things that are going to, I'm not looking for, you know, obviously I'm not going to get much more length. Um, I would try and adjust shafts to see if I can get more pop here or there as I, depending on how I'm swing speed training is going. Um, but yeah, I try and I've, I've tried everything on the market. I think when I was um, not contracted with anyone on the drivers, I literally went and purchased every driver on the market brand and then took yeah, it into yeah. my coach and tried them all. So, um, it, you know, lucky I can afford to do that or did do that. Um, but yeah, you got to, if you can afford to do it and you enjoy doing it, um, who knows what driver ABC and you can, can be like, and if you can go to a place where you get to test them, um, jump on it, go try it, see what happens. You, you might, yeah. one, one of the things that might be able to do for you is, Hey, your current driver works perfectly. Great. Go home. Yeah. Don't spend any money. That's perfect. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Um, and the thing is, as well, that you're saying there, if you do get that, I mean, that you definitely see shot biases with different drivers, Lou. I don't know if this is something you thought about or aware of as well. So if I try TSI 4, which is, in effect, their lower spinning, kind of uh, slightly deeper-headed shape, if you like, than, say, a TSI 2, which is what you game, Lou. The TSI 4, when I test it, it generally has a little bit of a fade pattern to it. It's a, it's a club that generally falls out the air to me to the right, where I'm a generally quite a straight hitter at the moment. I'll turn it maybe two or three yards to the left. You give me some of the lower spinning models and they tend to just fall a little bit out to the right. And then if you look at the actual guff of that club, that club will sit 0.5 to 0.7 
uh, open uh, address where the standard G425 max might sit 0.5 close. So you're talking like a, over a degree of difference in how they sit, which then influences how I set up and how I see a shot with it. And I see that definitely with students. You know, I get some students come in and I just always cut this drive out and I don't want to. And I think, well, what are you using? Well, I like this low spinning, whatever. And I just think, well, I generally fade them a little bit as well. The center of gravity is a little bit more forward. They tend to put it a bit more in the middle where you know, your max clubs, they tend to put the center of gravity fraction a bit more towards the heel and you are reacting to that. Um, so I definitely think shot shape can be influenced with driver. And then in turn, that's kind of tech because you get more low spins and maxes and what have you now. Is that, is that something you've ever thought about, Lou, or not? Um, again, I, I'm not an equipment junkie. I've never been an equipment junkie. I haven't put a whole lot of time into... Um, you know, going through the depths that somebody like Greg has gone through to try and find the right club. You know, for me, I, I, I spend more of my time um, working through swing issues, to be honest. Yeah. Um, and, and I like that. I, I yeah. put it out there. That, that's the bigger fish, the fry, 100%. definitely is that that's where your answers are but i mean it'd be interesting it would be fun like what shape shot do you like to hit with your driver what shape shot do you like to see <laughs> one that stays in play <laughs> <laughs> uh, sometimes is... the questions are too specific for yeah. Lou when it comes to his own <laughs> right. Maybe right. I'll, I'll rephrase it hang on i feel like i'm in a courtroom i've just i'll rephrase that Judge. yeah rephrase the question what course do you like to hit when you're playing <laughs> objection <laughs> the one i'm on um, uh, but I, you must I would... you must want a certain shape like just yeah. before you answer that question greg what shot shape do you like to see with your driver left to right now there you go now like, uh, any good player they, they'll answer that question won't they? they'll have yeah. a shot shape that they want to see go here's, on, and here's the, now and here's what i'll say as well i like i work with my uh sports psych uh neil smith we worked together for a number of years and now we have i have my left to right when I feel good ball flight. And then I have yep. what we call a second serve, which is just a tee down cut. I don't feel good right yep. now. And today might be a whole day of tee down cuts sometimes if you don't feel comfortable yep. and you go sort it out later, but that's how we're going to get to the house. Um, so yeah, tee it low and hit it, hit a cut. I, I, I struggle to hit that to the right or for me, you know, a hook uh, to the right, but yeah. So you can get to a place where instead of trying to be perfect all the time, um, let's just get it to the house as low as we can here. So yeah, that's something that players, people could develop. It could be a three wood hook or, you know, something else, just another shot. I don't feel comfortable right now. Let's do this right now to get it, get it out of this hole safely. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, I like to see, I, I like to see a cut. And one of the things I found uh, interesting from one of the teachers that uh, I had talked to was I have a very strong grip and yeah. uh, I always thought with a very strong grip, you would, you should be playing a draw. Uh, but he said it's all oftentimes a lot harder for somebody with a really strong grip to get the face closed. And then you might be far better off playing a fade with a very strong grip. Um, and I prefer to see a fade um, with my driver. I, it doesn't always work out that way. And, and I don't have, I have like a, a you call it your T down cut. Um, I have a shot when I really have to keep it in play where I choke up you know, probably two inches on the driver. Um, maybe, maybe a little, I mean, I choke way up on the driver when I have to keep it in play and that helps me feel like I have a, a lot more control and, and I give up some distance, but I, I keep it in play a lot better when I do that. 
Yeah, it's interesting. It would be interesting to know how your delivery changes when you do that. It would be interesting to see what uh, impact dynamics are changing to get that more level of control out. Because again, that's something in a fit that you might be able to get out without you choking down. I mean, I'm not saying you can, but it's those kind of ideas, which is so great when it comes to fitting, when people say, how often should I change my driver? Again, it's so player specific. Like you say you want to hit a little cut. Well, you've got a TSI too. That's not a cutting machine. That's a little drawer. Like I would like, did you try the TSI four? I would be, I'm not saying it's right or wrong. I would just it'd be interesting if you tried that one, because that's got a little built in cut. It, when it comes to changing a driver, sometimes it's even just working. It, it, it's not black and white. It's about working with the emotions of what a player wants to see, feel, and hear, uh, and look at, and blending all that with your data in inverted commas. Because if you just went off data, it, 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 it doesn't work because not everyone wants to see the same data. Not everyone wants to hit four up and two out of it. Right? Some people want to hit a T at low cut. That's how they play. Okay, well, let's get a driver that might work with those. You might need more loft on it if you're going to tee it down. And someone who's a carbon copy of you is in six up and out of it every time. They're going to need an eight-degree driver. Um, so there's definitely plenty of – there's wins to be had in there. But at the end yeah. of the day, you said the main thing you said there, Lou, which I totally, totally agree with, is you are the bigger animal that needs fixing. We, You, me, Greg, we're – the bigger problem to this whole conundrum <laughs> the driver's only going to do a certain amount um greg what's I, your uh, what's your um angle of attack with your driver i'm curious do, have, so it, has that changed over the years are you yes. swinging level or are you swinging really up on it now no no i've gone in the last three years i've gone from level to pretty consistently four up okay um and i've changed lofts i've changed shafts because i picked up about consistently about eight mile an hour in club head speed and about uh, 10 mile an hour in ball speed in the last little bit. I've been working really hard on generating more speed and getting stronger, bigger, faster, stronger. So, yeah, um, yeah I, I had to, I, part of the reason I went to saw my coach, uh, John Sinclair, two, three days ago, go get fit again to see if there's a, because my spin rates are gone from, you know, 24 to 2,800. Now getting a little closer sometimes into the 3,000, which was costing me yardage. Yep. Yeah. So I, I got them back down to 22 to 2,400, which is kind of where I like to live. Um, yeah. you know, at that, at that launch angle or angle of attack. So, um, yeah, it's, it's something I keep an eye on, um, and just to try and max value everything if I can, you know, just little, little changes. Did you mostly get that spin there. back down through, did, did you get that spin back down through, through equipment changes, new shafts? Yes. Spin right. Yeah. Shafts. And, and then we actually, we tink, tinkered around a little bit with putting a right-handed Callaway sleeve on a left-handed head uh, on the shaft and that way you when you when you twist them and when you click them in and out i actually can take more loft off it, it, yeah. is that right mark because because it, it probably I like it, I, that, yeah they make it they make one that goes two down but if you put the plus two and it's reverted it looked like there was no loft on the damn thing so i'm like yeah, yeah that might yeah. be what i need so anyway so you've just... taken loft what have you come down in loft and bring mm -hmm. that spin mm -hmm. down as well because you've yeah. now started hitting up so you're probably adding more loft is the general pattern correct yes if you correct. start in, you're going to just naturally add more loft so again yeah. that's a great example lou of someone having a swing change so not only getting quicker and stronger greg's working on himself um, but the delivery change has happened so now he's generating 600 400 revs of spin more which means 
he's going to negate those gains if he's not careful. They're just going to be given back to the ether. So he gains speed, but he gives it back because his spin rate jumps up. And he's just got to retain his spin rate that he wants to get that back down there. And he's doing that with a combination of feelings and shafts and obviously changing lofts and those kind of things. Interesting that you use a draw driver as well. I mean, Greg's a Torpro and he's using a draw driver. That's another thing that I think lots of people are very black and white on when I do my reviews and stuff like the low spin drivers for the tour player and the, and the max is for a bit of everyone, but tour players won't use it. Well, in the ping G425, there's plenty of tour players using the max. Don't quote me on this, but I'm pretty sure Finau was using the max last time I saw some publications. And then there's the draw driver, which is for the rubbish slicers. Well, Craig's using a draw driver and he's not a rubbish slicer. He just wants to see a little draw. He's setting that club up, which suits his eye and off he goes. Um, There's definitely emotional battles can be won in fitting as well, Lou, where I think you talk about the bigger misses, which I totally understand. You know, you say you have bigger misses, so like you don't think equipment can help. Well, I agree your bigger misses will be brought in by you getting more skilled with your delivery. But there are things in club fitting that can help you achieve those goals emotionally and then in turn physically. Just thinking about lie, like we said earlier, those kind of things. Thinking about a driver that might fade a little bit if that's the shot you actually want to see. There are ones that have... You know, if you put them in a robot, they'll have a built-in slight fight fade bias from where their center of gravities are compared to, the, you know, the standard ones. Um, they're all tools that a good coach stroke fit will use to help their, their, their pupils get better. Hmm. I will. I'm going to go out and place some orders tonight. I'm going to get some new Don't step new on tools. one of those irons. Flatten it right out. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Done. Yeah. Put I- the, you could put... You could put the garage door back up and put it in there and I bend could. it. You know, that's that's a plan. And I'm, I'm not surprised that Greg is gaining so much speed. He's been tweeting out lately. He's, he's a multi-sport athlete. Yep. He's been yeah, giving I've us highlights this. of racquetball and basketball. Yeah. And he's, he's, there's he's nothing. A free, he's a free throw shooter all of a sudden. Yeah, <laughs> I do. One of, one of my buddies, uh, well, Rod Pampling, he won't mind. I said this, he goes, I've noticed, well, he said it on Twitter. He said, I've noticed there's no one else in these videos competing against you. <laughs> yeah, <it's> like, <laughs> yeah. I've been having a lot of fun. And it's also one of my, one of my, it's sort of an in joke I have that it, it, commentators always say, if you, like you'll see someone like Brooks Kepka could have been a linebacker or someone else could, you know, they always say, well, if they've touched any other sport in their life, they would have been professional just because they're a professional golfer. And I, I just laugh and I'm just like, yep, I could have gone pro squash or basketball. <laughs> yeah. Or, yeah. <laughs> I got this. You say that though. It's interesting. We filmed with um, Ryan Fox. Yeah. You probably know Ryan, do you? Yeah. So very strong player, 185 mm-hmm. mile hour ball speed. We measured him at on the golf course, not really going at it as much as you knew he could. Um, he is a European tour player, Lou, if you don't know Ryan Fox, he's a big guy. His dad is an all-star, all-black rugby yeah. kicker, wasn't he? Rugby mm-hmm. player. And Ryan is built, like his legs are thicker than my body. Like he is a big, strong guy. But we had a tennis and golf filming sessions. We were doing this crossover because of the sponsor was Dunlop and what have you. His serve, 
wowzers. So we were with right. Jamie Murray, Andy Murray's brother. Um, Scott doesn't, um, Lou doesn't know who that is, but he's a very famous tennis player. I find it amazing. Do you know, you don't know who Andy Murray is, do you? No clue. Lou? I don't know the it's first so thing bad. about tennis. That's so bad. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, with Jamie, Jay, Jamie Murray, his brother, and he was hitting serves at Jamie, and Jamie was like, but like, they, that's hard. It's legit. Yeah. So, like, yeah. didn't matter what Ryan did. He was going to do it quick. It just like went through every sport. You knew if you were, whatever you played, he was, if he was a batter, he was going to be in it sixes all day long. He wasn't going to be like dinking around the slips and stuff. Right. Right. It's yes. 2020. Um, Yeah. It's definitely, uh, I'm sure there are outliers. I'm not one of them. I will not be turning (laughs) pro in any other sport, but I do like to joke that I could. And I, 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 you know, most of the time my social media is about what makes me laugh. And so, yeah, it, it gives me one guy he wrote after my jump shot, which didn't jump very high. He said, uh, you can almost fit two pieces of paper under that. And I'm like, yeah, under that jet yeah. I'm like, yeah, thank you. That's about right. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. There we go. Thanks for listening, everybody. If you're thinking about changing your driver, maybe let us know why you changed your driver. Was it because you wanted a bright, new, shiny thing, which I think is as good as anything? Or what did you actually find any performance gains? And what were they? Let us know. Thanks, as always, for listening. And uh, we'll look forward to speaking to you in the next podcast. 